Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Dimitri. And I'm Marday, and this is Respectfully a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Before we kick off the show, let's talk a little bit about how you can support us. If you would like to show support through monetary gifting, you can send us donations through Cash App at dollar sign respectfully MT. You can also show us support by sharing our podcast on social media, tagging at respectfully MT, rating the show, and writing reviews just to let us know you're listening and enjoying the show. Thanks, friend. All right, fam. For today's episode, we are discussing mental health and things to consider when searching for a therapist. Now, we have discussed some of these topics before. However, we decided to revisit them as a refresher and, you know, a little something for our new listeners. Also, mental health has become a hot topic in the media. However, more times than not, individuals share their opinions, experiences, and perspectives. However, it's important for us to know that for us to know that an individual's experience in therapy varies from person to person. So what is mental health? Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. And it also helps us determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make healthy choices. Now, what does a therapist do? Therapists are medical professionals, yes, I did say medical, that evaluate, diagnose, and treat individuals with emotional and mental disorders. Additionally, therapists work with clients to discuss and learn different methods to help them work out their problems. Now, we get this question a lot, so I think it's important for us to include it here. So what is the difference between a therapist and a life coach? Well, therapists manage mental illnesses and diagnoses. Coaches do not. Additionally, coaches work with clients for short periods of times, and therapists can work with clients for long stretches. In most cases, therapists are focused on the past and the present and assisting you with um, the various methods to work out your problems, while coaches are future-oriented and typically are very goal-directed and specific to something that you're trying to attain or, or reach. Thank you for that, friend. So, y'all. Let's talk about some of these numbers. One in five adults experience mental illness each year. Three out of five Black people experience mental illness each year. One in six youth aged six or 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among youth aged 10 through 14 and the third leading cause of death among youth aged 15 through 24. The suicide rate of Black youth is 5 to 12, while it is two times that of their white counterparts. The LGBTQ plus youth are nearly four times more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual counterparts. Um, you know, looking at those numbers, it's always uh, sobering. It can feel mm-hmm. like a lot, like it's overwhelming, you know, because we definitely experience uh, mental health as minority and marginalized groups in a disproportionate manner. And absolutely, we're also disproportionately untreated, you know, yeah. in comparison to our counterparts. So, 
Yeah. And then look at the the statistics for LGBT plus youth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they're four times more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual counterparts. Like it's just so many disparities in mental health support, access to resources, um, you know, stigma against mental health is still mm-hmm. very much, you know, uh, prevalent in the Black community and, of course, the community as a whole. Oh, I'm sorry, society as a whole. But, um, you know, hopefully as we continue to, you know, talk about mental health, individuals gain knowledge about mental health and we break down some of those barriers, hopefully these numbers will decline or decrease and not increase over time. That's always the hope, especially as we provide more resources, you know? Right. So. Let's talk a little bit about what you should consider when looking for a therapist. The first thing is education and credentials. You want to review the therapist's education and credentials as it's important for, you know, you to be speaking with a professional that has received specialized training in mental health counseling in particular. And this could look different depending on the state. You know, it's important that you are looking for as pretty specific credentials. Um, We all need a master's. Is the first thing. (laughs) And the other things are, oh, well, you know what? In some cases, like if you are specializing in substance use counseling and things like that, you may not. But still, it's important to understand what credentials you're looking for and, and understanding what needs you need to have met in order to identify credentials. So LPC, LMFT, LMHC, all those things, LCSW. And if it's an intern, you know, deciphering between registered interns versus, and you could talk about this too, Demetric, you know, just registered intern versus a, um, a like student a, intern. A student intern, exactly. Mm-hmm. So typically, if um, an individual is still working to get their uh, master's degree, then that's what you would consider a student intern. Now, in the state of Florida, like Robbie said, you know, as it varies from state to state, we're rep- Postgraduate mental health counselors um, who want to be fully licensed, they become first become registered mental health counselor interns. And basically what that means is that we've met all of the educational requirements or degree requirements, but now in order to be fully licensed, we have to practice and receive clinical supervision for two years. Um in order to get fully licensed along with some other requirements. But that's what a um, postgraduate intern is. So ultimately, you know, um, they have the skills necessary to provide therapy. They are considered professional clinicians. It's just um, they're working on the additional requirements to get that full licensure in the state that they reside in. Yeah, definitely. Other things to look at. Thank you for that, by the way. Other things to look at are personality <laughs> fits. Finding a therapist that you connect and vibe with is one of the most critical key factors, y'all. You know, ultimately, having a strong connection and working relationship with your therapist is crucial for success of therapy. So take advantage of free consultations that most therapists provide. I want to kind of say here, in my professional space, especially when it's private practice, right? Well, only private practice, because I think in other spaces, you don't have much of a choice of who you'll get all the time as a therapist or where assignments lie, depending on the spaces. But with private practice, I know me as a clinician, I always make sure I tell my clients, you know, this consultation is for you to determine if I'm a good fit for you and for me to determine if you're a good fit for me. 
Like, Period. let's keep it real, real quick, cute, candid. Like, let's, be, <laughs> let's get in there. Because at the That's end of true. the day, there are certain clients that I am not going to work with in private practice on telehealth from another state. That's not going to happen. Right. Too many, you know, high risk situations, liability, but also, right. you know, maybe they also need something else. And that's when I offer referrals. You know, maybe they need someone else to address the things that they're looking for versus what I'm able to help them with. Right. Um, and you know, everybody just doesn't click, y'all. Like it just is what it is. You know, you're not going to always click with a therapist just because they're a therapist. And exactly. they create a quote unquote like non-judgmental space. Just everybody doesn't click. Right. Just like it will with anybody on the street. Like human it's, to it's human to human interaction. And sometimes you vibes just don't mix, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of how um qualified that therapist may be, make sure that you are connecting with someone that you're comfortable with and that you feel you have some sort of connection with. Because any if you if the only thing that you see a, as a positive is their experience and not their personality or how you both mesh well together, then your experience is not going to be the best. Mm-hmm. Understand a little, this is the thing. When you are going into therapy, when you, when someone has made a decision to go into therapy, you understand something about you. So kind of construct a list about your personality. Understand who you are a little bit to make sure nice. when you're like reading people's, you know, bios and, you know, what they have to offer. Are they using mm-hmm. words that you utilize yourself? Are they mm-hmm. using words that you, that are similar to the words that you've used before to describe who you are or what your needs are, mm-hmm. right? Those are the kind of things that you're, that you're looking for because it, it shows already a connection with, or mm-hmm. the personality fit. Right. And I mean, up to me, does the information in the bio resonate with you? You know, sometimes, exactly. you know, um, I have been, I have done this and, you know, making it so clinical based when ultimately the people need to also see the person. So yeah. obviously they can easily see the credentials and the experience. So, you know, um, you know, look at what their bio says and and if that resonates with you and what they say about the work that they do, then that's another good indicator that, you know, they might be a good fit for you. Um, but, you know, it gets a little difficult when you go on there and all you see is credentials and bio information regarding education and mm-hmm. therapy methods and things like that. So just take those things into consideration. And in those instances, you definitely want to um, take advantage of a free consultation so that you can get a, a feel for that therapist's personality especially if there's no remnants of it um, on their profiles or websites. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think when you're looking at like, when you see these bios and stuff like that, us as therapists, we are trained to put in there the approach that we're working from, just from mm-hmm. a standpoint of, you know, professionalism for other therapists to be able to refer to us for mm-hmm. networking purposes and so mm-hmm. forth. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure if that's completely for the clients to know how to choose us, unless you're looking for a specific thing. If you were told that you need, let's say, DBT, DBT ECT, right? Like something mm-hmm. intense, something specific, right. right? Then okay. But like, I think you ultimately, the therapist should be able to articulate what it's like to work with them. To work with them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Regardless of the approach, because you can see EZT and you still don't know what that means. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you <laughs> exactly. still have to use, they still have to be able to break it down to you during consultation. So if you see something like that and you're like, what is that? Like ask them, come prepare exactly. with questions. 
Okay. Absolutely. All right. Um, cost and insurance before engaging in services, verify that you can afford the services, whether you are using your insurance or paying out of pocket. Therapy is most effective when you attend sessions consistently and in accordance with your established treatment plan. And that's on period. Okay. Right. Right. People need to understand therapists got to get paid too. I had somebody tell me the other day, I just think that therapy should be free for all minority people oh no no they said all black people and i was like yeah but how the therapist gonna get paid i'm a black therapist (laughs) right like (laughs) and i'm like okay so is this gonna be a fund that that where's this coming from the government is the government somebody gotta pay pay. (laughs) and we got student loans no you know we got student loans honey let's get real like (laughs) and we have to live Right. right. Like, just like you. And mm-hmm. let's be real. This is a job, y'all. I'm not doing this from the bottom of my heart and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, right. It's pa- part of my heart. Part passion, of my heart. But not my but, entire heart. Because right. I got to make a living. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do this because I love this. But at right. the same time, I want to get paid for what I love to. Right. So and most and, and, and to to latch on to what Rade is saying. Also, if you feel like you know finances are going to be a problem, ask you know look for you know providers that have sliding scales or looking into different platforms that offer sliding scales like Open Path. You know those mm-hmm. places like that, or just you know do a simple Google search and see if you can find any free. Um, therapy services in your area because there are some agencies who do offer free therapy services but you also have to realize that more than likely there's more need than there is um therapy resource exactly exactly so i was just gonna say if you want that and if you that's what you need at the time completely understandable Mm -hmm. one but the other side of it is understand that you won't be getting started with services for probably a while exactly you know there are waiting lists for those kind of programs and Mm -hmm. Um, they're a very limited amount of time. So when you're looking for cost-effective services, understand the length of how long you may be in services. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really big thing that like as a therapist, um, other therapists, if you're listening, if you don't do this, I'm going to highly recommend that you talk to your clients during consult when they're telling you what their things are that are coming up that's bringing them to therapy. Mm -hmm. Guesstimate, how long will this take? You understand the kind of work you do, you know? Mm -hmm. I do healing work with my clients. And so I know I'm not a 8 to 12 client, uh, 8 to 12 session, you know, therapist. That's not it. Right. (laughs) 8 to 16. That's not it. Um, Right. And, you know, and able to be able to discuss that with him and having them understand, you know, that pay, you know, services are not free. But at the end of the day, therapy is only effective when you are consistent. Exactly. And so if money also comes up, you know, talk to your therapist. If you were able to afford it at one point and then you weren't able later, talk to them and let mm-hmm. them know what's happening so that they can still work with you in some way, shape, or form or whatever needs to happen. You know, they can they can help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I think cost and insurance is pretty important. Um, it's very important. And, yeah. Uh, another thing and I think as therapists, to- we don't like talk about it. Right. And another thing to latch on to uh, what Rade is saying, you know, at the end of the day, rule of thumb is, is whenever a client comes and establishes services, you know, the we typically, you know, see clients every week 
until we don't. So meaning Mm -hmm. that, you know, during that initial time that we're working together, we're meeting every week because at the same time, we're trying to help you manage what you're currently experiencing, but we're also gathering background information so that we can go back Mm -hmm. and find the root cause so that we can actually resolve it. So it's two things that we're doing simultaneously. So that's why it's important that when you engage in therapy that, you know, if finances are an issue and you're not able to, you know, ultimately go weekly for a while that you talk that through with your therapist and you guys create or establish a plan to 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 get you the support that you need um without um reducing or minimizing the quality of services mm-hmm. yeah exactly okay. so then you know we have online versus in person you know everybody has their opinions about this however <laughs> both online and in-person therapy can be effective in their own right however there is a more personable component when you go in person now, if you are unsure which method works for you, try both, you know, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like right, they saying, sometimes you may need more extensive support. Like if you're wanting to do EDMR, you know, for, you know, deep rooted trauma, things like that, then those will require in-person sessions. Or, you know, ultimately, if you have some very, um, like right, I said, maybe high risk, you know, situations, then, um, and this is kind of talking to the therapist as well, that in those cases, then you may want to, um, make sure that you are really looking at whether or not you can, it could be done in person or, or um, virtually. Um, and you can also ask your therapist about that. Um, and another thing for people when it comes to um, online sessions, please, please, please learn online etiquette. So, you know, if you're talking to me, I, you know, I don't want to hear toilet flushing. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I need to see your face. You know, um, you know, it just can't be a black blank screen all the time. And, you know, um, you know, finding a place where you um, can actually have the session and, you know, not driving <laughs> or not um, in a place where people are walking all about because that is a breach of confidentiality. So, mm-hmm. you know, that means that if you're going to be in a location where anyone can walk, anyone of your family members or loved ones can walk in or someone can walk in at any point, then that means that you need to release the information for every single one of those people who could walk in because that's now a, a, a legal issue and concern. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into to, to teletherapy um, and it's more than just logging in. Right. Yeah. And, and it's then, definitely more than just logging mm-hmm. in. Yeah, right. Um, And then lastly, when looking for a therapist, you want to also take into consideration life stages or cultural backgrounds. And um, what I mean by that is, you you know, you want to find a therapist that you can relate to, whether that is generational or cultural. For instance, a younger client may not feel comfortable talking about things with an older therapist and vice versa, or an individual may not feel comfortable with a therapist from a different culture background than their own. Now, At the end of the day, we aren't saying that a therapist from a different cultural background cannot provide effective services. However, representation does matter. It Mm -hmm. matters. And I also want to say, because I, you know, heard an interview and I'm not going to get into who, what interview it is, but um, heard an interview (laughs) saying that, you know, um, that someone intentionally looked for a... um, like a white therapist or an Asian therapist, you know, of course, no tea and no shade to any therapist of any cultural background because. Wait, wait, and- wait. For context, black male looking for a white or Asian female therapist. Yes. Okay. 
Well, yes, yes. So that's, I mean, that's a full context, but the whole point was it was intentional. Um, but, right. And, and the reason that, you know, the individual, the Black man said that he did not want to um, go to therapy with another, um, with a Black therapist is because he didn't want someone who, who thinks like him. And that's not what we mean when we say representation matters. So mm-hmm. ultimately, there is just certain um, variables in you know cultures that transcend generations, and there's a different level of relatability and how we connect and interact with each other on a community level. Now, mm-hmm. what I will point out that that individual said, just because we're Black, we're both Black, does not mean that we think the same things. Right. Or that we have the same perceptions or values or ethics or views. However, please, please, please keep in mind when you're working with the therapist, our opinions and perspectives and all of those things I just said are in the background. None mm-hmm. of that stuff is present in the session. We have actually been trained and taught Mm-hmm. in real life, how to make sure that we do not bring our personal stuff into a session or that um, or allow anything that we have going on or our views to impact the quality of care that we provide a therapist. And that's mm-hmm. also by definition called counter-transference. Right. So it doesn't matter that we're both Black because the way you grew up is different from the way I grew up. So, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, my own personal experience is not a part of your therapy experience. Like you will only ever hear a therapist share their own personal experience if it is in the best benefit of the client, meaning that, exactly. you know, I've also been in a car accident and then, you know, for six months, I kept, I'm always looking in my rearview mirror every time I stopped because I was rear-ended. So I understand exactly how you feel. That mm-hmm. is the type of things that sh- therapists share, not their opinions and views and all of that, or try to project them onto you. So please know that it is okay to find a therapist from your own cultural background. And it does not mean that they share the same opinions, values, and perspectives as you because you're from, you're both Black or both Hispanic or both Asian. The whole point is, is that you want to be able to talk to someone and feel comfortable with someone who looks exactly. like you. Right. Because if they look like you, in some respect, as you've noted, there's the relatability, right? Granted. If you would like to choose a therapist outside of your race, outside of your gender, go for it. You're doing it with an intention, right? Right. The other side of it is that I want to make clear is do nothing without intention. Right. And make sure that the intention is in the best benefit of you. (laughs) Right. No, no, seriously. In the best benefit of you, rational and good faith and good heart you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing rather than a opinion, opinion or dislike mm-hmm. for, or, you know, or resentment towards your own people. That's what I want exactly. to say. Exactly. Okay. Yes. I think that is a really big thing that I think we, we need to all keep in mind 100%. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. friend. So now this leads, let's talk about our personal experiences. So what has been your experience with searching for and working with a therapist, regardless of, you know, their um, cultural background? But if you, you know, but if there has been instances where you've saw, seen a therapist from different um, backgrounds, how did they differ or what was your experience with that? Okay. Hashtag so one I- sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to start with like our master's program because 
our master's program was literally, yes, it was educational, but it was literally a therapeutic experience on purpose and in purpose. They knew what they were doing. Yes, we they were did. Shout out to sessions. USF. Shout out yeah. to USF. Okay. <laughs> Go Bulls. <laughs> so with that being said, USF, our master's program was the only time that I experienced therapy with white people. Mm. Only time. And I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. I won't do it again on purpose, but I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the fact that there was always a level of openness, except mm-hmm. for, you know, we've talked about we've talked about people on previous episodes but whatever anyway Uh so my experience (laughs) in searching um uh, so my experience in searching it can be daunting i think for me as a therapist Mm -hmm. it's because i understand what therapy is like i know the tools i know the resources so Mm -hmm. ultimately i need to find a therapist that knows how to work with therapists amen amen and that is a it's challenge. Hard. Yes, it is. Because some, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, oh, Fred. But I, yeah, because I feel like you know, every time I tell a therapist what I do, what well, in the past, uh, when I was told a therapist what I've done, then the way that they treat me, it does. It feels like a colleague. It's almost like they feel like I'm grading them or something. But bitch, I'm here for help. Help me, right? Help Literally, me. Literally, <laughs> a colleague. So, okay. First experience looking for a therapist as a therapist. I'll start there. I was perturbed, okay? Sis was like, sounds like you don't really need my help. What are you here for? So (laughs) I was like, okay, we're not going back to her. Correct. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. Because I'm literally telling you why I'm here. Girl, yes, I can intellectualize all of these things. I know all the the tools, the shit, you know? Mm -hmm. But help me, please. Right. Help me process. Help Help me me heal. Help me, you know, stay focused on these tools and interventions that I do know. Like, you may have some ones that I don't know. Like, hello, I'm here because I need your help. Exactly. So why would you come? Why would you tell me I don't need help when I'm standing in front of you telling you I need help? And willing to give you my money. Duh. But like my Mm guesses. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) So searching for a therapist, I am typically looking for um therapists that are black, preferably a woman. A black woman in particular, I don't feel that when I'm in therapy, I have time to be explaining my experience um, because I'm not going to do that outside of therapy. So I'm not going to waste my hour of therapy on explaining my experience to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when my therapist is asking me, and not, I'm not saying that we all have the same experience. You know, we've just talked about this, but mm-hmm. I am saying that there is a level of relatability that Black female therapists are able to provide me that other genders, mm-hmm. races mm-hmm. cannot. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I am also able to get out of my therapy brain of when I'm in session with my therapist, not falling into 
okay, are they asking me this question because they don't understand what I'm trying to, you know, express or they're, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to help me to gather, gather understanding for myself? Or are they asking Mm -hmm. me this question because they're genuinely ignorant to circumstances like this Mm -hmm. or this kind of experience? And Mm -hmm. if it's the latter, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. So there's that. I don't think I've really looked at age and stuff like that. I don't, I haven't really cared too much about that. Um, and working with a therapist, my current therapist, she's amazing. You know, I think as a therapist, it has been interesting because I got to like, so we always kind of say it takes about six sessions on average to really start to connect with your therapist. And I noticed around session four, going into session five, my hesitance of like, I don't think I'm going back to her because I'm like, I don't know if it's not working. I don't know if we're not connecting. I don't know what. Fifth session, I kid you not, best session I ever had with her. But it's also because I went in with more openness and everything, you know? So it put things in perspective, you know, as a client going to therapy, I was going to remain open because I was not about to let myself not go. But it did come up in the back of my mind. And that's what pushed me to say, that's why you're going. (laughs) That's where you're going to go to your next session. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So I feel like I echo a lot of that, you know, except the uh, Black woman part because I ain't a Black woman. But everything else, um, you know, every time, you know, well, now, whenever I, I don't reveal what I do specifically, when I first meet a therapist, um, I kind of, um, you know, just tell them like the environments that I work in. Like I'll say, you know, I work, you know, in the community or I work, you know, providing um, support to children and families, like something real generalized that literally anything can fall up under that. And typically sometimes that's enough. Um, but sometimes you do have a therapist that are a little more thorough and they'll ask you specifically, well, what do you do? Um, but I never volunteered that information up front because of past experiences. Like, you know, we just mentioned where once I tell them that it's almost like they feel like they're being graded or I'm coming here to, you know, like I'm a pro- professor or a teacher or something like, listen, I'm coming here for help. So please just help me. Don't worry about what I do. <laughs> you know, cause at the end of the day, in any situation, whether I was a therapist or not, I'm going to take what applies to me and use it. And I'm going to discard what does not apply to me because every, all, all interventions and, and skills and supports, they are not for everyone. It's not one size fit all. Some may work for some that don't work for others. So that doesn't matter. Now, the first two therapists, so I've had two, three a total of three. Now, my job has been spread over a period of years. So don't be looking at me like, well, what's wrong with you? And why you can't keep a therapist? But um, <laughs> so my first two therapists, they were, one was a white woman and she was good. Um, You know, well, let's, let's go back. So the reason I was just looking for a therapist and um, things are changing now. So there's more black therapists out here, but there wasn't a lot to choose from in my area. Now, through learning and experience, I now know that I'm okay with virtual sessions because of my work schedule. So since I'm okay with virtual sessions and I live in Florida, then that means I look for all therapists throughout the state of Florida because it's virtual so I can see them. So that opened up my window of availability for, you know, the therapist that I could possibly engage with. Now, you know, the reason that I left the white lady, you know, well, I also had a white man after that, a white gay man. and um. You know, same thing. 
you know, in both of those situations, I did not, it, it felt like something was missing. Um, almost kind of like a level of, a certain level of relatability. Um, but the real reason that I left each of those is that, well, the first one that I left was because I didn't feel like I was getting what I needed. Um, you know, it was helpful, but not what I was looking for. So I left her. The second one, it just, um, <laughs> so how can I explain this? So when I, so we had sessions, like two sessions, like weekly sessions back to back. And then I know the type of stuff that I, that I have, like, you know, I got childhood trauma that I need to resolve. Mm-hmm. Like th- those are, you know, I'm going to be weekly for a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that. Um, but after two sessions, he's like, oh, okay, well, let's meet in two weeks. Or let's meet in two weeks. And then after that, you know, he was like, um, you know, so then I, we met two weeks. Like, we maybe met a total of four times. But that last time, he was like, okay, well, just reach out to me whenever you like to schedule an appointment. So, yeah. So basically, you telling me that, bitch, you don't, like, I'm done. Like, you just done with me. Uh, like, because normally we schedule at the very end. So, I, you know, it's already scheduled. But yeah. he told me, girl, yes. Not but reach out it, like a quick check-in quarterly kind of yes. vibe. Uh, yes. Like, what? Uh-uh. Excuse me? So that, so of course, I did not go back. Now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, okay, so the whole point of this part is, you know, I'm just letting you know I've experienced a little a, a little bit of everything before I get into that, but my situation is different as far as what I'm looking for, but I'll get into that in a second. So now the therapist that I just my most recent one that I um terminated um His was bad. black and he was gay. Perfect scenario, right? Relatability on both sides. Really good at what he did, but his professionalism was womp, womp, womp. Like literally from the first session until I decided to terminate services, you always 15 minutes late. 10, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 10 to 15 minutes late. And then uh-uh. I don't... If you, if you was a client, you would have been charged and by... Because <laughs> what? Period. So then... You know, I was getting so at first I was like, okay, he's good. So I was just kind of, you know, I was going with the flow. Now it, I could have done, you know, looking back at that situation, I could have said something. Yes, I know what some people are like. Well, why you didn't say nothing or confront it? But you know, I was like, okay, he's good. Yada yada yada. You know, sometimes I start my sessions two to three minutes after, but I don't go past Not four or five. 10, Fifteen you know? minutes, correct. So, um, yeah. So then there was the last time what made me terminate services was basically I sat and waited for 20 minutes. Then I just disconnected because I'm not waiting. No, check. I ain't done. Check this out. So, um, and please do not associate this with a cultural background. Please associate this with professionalism. Thank you. So, um, so then he texts me. It was like 28 minutes after, almost 30 minutes after the start of this session, telling me, oh, where are you? I'm here. I've been here. No, the hell you have not. So that, so the fact that you came at me and lied and then charged me $150, no show fee. Talking about the system, it was just so many lies. Then he talking about because the, the system. I'm glad the, the system, system did it. Give me my money back. Let the system no, get that back. But too. I'm trying to tell you, he's like, oh, the system <laughs> automatically does it. No, the system does not because I use it. I've used the same system that he was using. No, it does not automatically do that. Like you know, no, <laughs> no, it does not automatically do that. 
sir. So at that point, I was like, you know what? Yes. And then, at, yes. And then at the end of the day, then go was like, oh, well, go come back. Well, you know, how about, you know, I just credit you and we use it the next time. No, no, no. I want my money back. I even went through my credit card company to change my credit card number and everything. But anyway, so now that I look for a therapist, um, you know, I do, you know, want someone like I have a, I, I fit into a lot of different categories. I'm black, I'm a man, and I'm a member of the LGBT plus community. So, you know, I want someone to be able to, you know, be relatable on all three of those aspects because being a man, that's one thing. Being a black man, that's another thing. Being a black gay man, that's another damn thing. So Mm -hmm. I need someone. So as I process and discuss all of my different challenges, because I have all of these intersecting um, um, identities, I need somebody to be able to understand what it's like. I need somebody to understand what it's like to code switch. And for those who Mm -hmm. don't know, it's basically, you know... um, acting a certain way in certain environments so that you don't subject yourself to potential scrutiny, discrimination, or hate crimes. Um, you know, everybody code switches, but, you know, people call it different. Straight people do it too. You know, sometimes, you know, the the, the person at work is not the person um, off the clock. So we all do it. But, you know, I want someone to understand what it's like when it's, it's beyond, when it's pers- more personal than it is professional. Um, but at the end of the day, regardless, I'm open to any type of therapist. Um, but my biggest thing is always going to be, am I getting what I need? So when I go into a session and actually, you know, when you go into a, you're like your first session or that consultation, let them know what you're looking for. Like I, you know, I'm a homework person. I give out homework to my clients, but I also want homework given to me because I mm-hmm. want to be constantly working and reflecting in between sessions. So give mm-hmm. me some homework. I do like talk therapy, but Demetri needs more than talk therapy. But okay. Ooh. Sounded like I was a little salty, wasn't I? But um <laughs> No, but I feel that. I'm with you one hundred percent. Yeah, but it's all about relatability. But I know now through all of the, I'm still grateful for all of those experiences, especially the first lady, um, the white woman that I referred to. Like she was really good at what she did. She really, really was. Um and then also um she was an older woman and that didn't bother me at all. Um, you know, but when it comes to what I look for in a therapist now. Because I am currently um, taking applications, um, I'm okay with someone my age or older. I'm not for some reason. I just feel like you know, someone younger than me, like more than maybe two or three years. I just I don't think I can vibe with that. Only for the simple fact that you know, I know it's not about you know them and their ex- personal experience per se. But I just you know. I just feel like outside of the skills, we still have to be relatable. Um, so yeah, that's that's my little spiel. Hmm. Well, honestly, when I look back on when I look back on more things, I'm just trying to also think because you said some things that I definitely left out, like even looking for online versus in person. I don't think I've ever looked for an in-person therapist. I never had the time. And I feel like that is something to keep in mind too. Maybe, you know, down the line, as we mentioned before, Hmm. for yourself, do you have the time to go and see a therapist in person and the energy for that and all of those things Mm -hmm. Um, and the need for it? You know, I don't, I have never been in a place um, to have the need for in-person therapists, Mm -hmm. so to speak, because when I was working for 
I'm sorry, when I was working through my healing process, I was in college and received therapy during that time in person. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty long term. Um, and I didn't necessarily, <laughs> it's interesting because um, it was actually an advisor of mine. She's an LCSW. I'm so, so, so grateful and thankful for her and turned out to be a whole ass therapist. You know, like we were having <laughs> full blown sessions in there. And right. um, that's why I say like it was a therapeutic you know, process for, for me in particular. That's why I counted as therapy. But mm-hmm. also, you know, I think another thing I can completely agree with is receiving homework, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes my homework is not always tangible that my therapist is giving to me, but it's right. honestly something to, like you said, reflect on, think about, be intentional about doing. She knows how I feel about intention. So when she's giving me things to do, it's it's active. You know what I mean? It's not like a written thing. She knows I'm already doing those kind of things. And so finding mm-hmm. a therapist that understands where my strengths are or exactly. where my quote unquote weaknesses are and where I could build, you know, Preach. has always been important. And my current therapist understands where my strengths versus my weaknesses are and where um, I need to start putting things in practice. Right. So, right. Yeah. Okay, good good points, good points. So, you know, I maybe, you know, in another check-in episode, then I can tell you about my new experience when I find my uh my new therapist cuz I need to find one, but you know, it can be overwhelming. So, what I would recommend is um, you know, when you're searching and you finding these profiles, you know, find some that kind of stick out to you at first glance and favorite them or bookmark them. Take a day or so, take some time, and then come back at them and look at them. Don't try to shift through hundreds or, when I'm going to say hundreds, that's probably excessive, but sift through a lot of different profiles trying to find one in that in that one city. You know, it's a process. Mm-hmm. Make sure you take your time with it. Make sure, you know, just create a list of the names and then go back in a, on a different day when you're in a different space mentally or emotionally and then look, you know. Um at those again and then start to narrow them down and then you know at the end of the day these free con we offer free consultations what most of us do take advantage of you know every time i do a consultation doesn't mean that that person becomes my client and i understand that and i'm okay with that because that means that you know i could not provide what that person needed and i would rather you go somewhere and get what you need than to feel like you know you have to um engage with me or engage in my services because we had a consultation exactly well, there's that, y'all. <laughs> Art lesson for this week's episode is taking care of your mental health is important and finding the right therapist for you is equally important. However, not all therapy experiences are created equal. So don't be afraid to shop around. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullynt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullynt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. Peace. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. therapist.